www.natsch.is präsentiert Herbsttag von Rainer Maria Rilke. Herr, es ist Zeit. Der Sommer war sehr groß. Leg deinen Schatten auf die Sonnenöhren und auf den Flöhren lass die Winde los. Befiehl den letzten Früchten vorzuzeihen. Gib ihnen noch zwei südlichere Tage. Dränge sie zur Vollendung hin und jage die letzte Süße in den schweren Wein. Wer jetzt kein Haus hat, baut sich keines mehr. Wer jetzt allein ist, wird es lange bleiben, wird wachen, lesen, lange Briefe schreiben und wird in den Alin hin und her und ruhig wandern, wenn die Blätter treiben. Could do a whole podcast from like the 50s and pretend like we're like getting all excited. Awesome. Well, artificial purples and um, Natchcast 37. You are on recording. Okay. Have been for a while. Didn't know. As I said, I was. So that was uh, Rainier Maria Rilke. <laughs> uh, how would you know? That's how Andy pronounced it. Rilke. Yeah, but uh, Rain. Rainier. Let's go back to the tape. No. Ranier Maria Rilke. Terrible. Anyway, Autumn Day. Perfect poem for Thanksgiving time. That was my boy, Andy. It's a Thanksgiving episode. It is. And Happy that was Thanksgiving, a, that everybody. That was a gift from my friend Andy, who's uh, studied in Germany for a while. Perhaps the biggest of food holidays, Thanksgiving. It's all about the food. Yeah, it really is. Not the thanks. No, not so much. So if we remember. But, uh... Let me take a sip. And now I'll give you that poem in English. Oh, boy. You ready? Yeah. I think I can pronounce all these words. We did become a a poetry podcast, it seems. Well, Shakespeare. That's uh, that's not poetry. That's playwriting, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. There's poetry to it. There's verse. Lord, it is time. The summer was immense. Do I need to start over? Can you control yourself? The summer was immense. Okay. Lord, it is time. The summer was immense. Let fall your shadows on the sundials, upon the fields. Let loose your winds. Command the last fruits to be fruit. Nope. Command the last fruits to be full. I need my glasses. All right, I'm going to start over. No! (laughs) Keep going. Give them just two more southern days. Mm. Press them to completion mm. and chase the last sweetness into the heavy wine. Getting a little uh, randy here. Yeah. 
Who has no house now? He will never build. Whoever is alone now, long will so remain. We'll stay awake and read and write long letters and wander the alleys up and down. Alleys. Restless as the leaves are drifting. That's why you like it, because of the alleys. Yeah, I like alleyways. In case you don't know, audience, Josh is a bit of a lurker. I am a lurker. I spend a lot of time in alleys. I like alleys. Yeah. It's a nice place to get away. It's actually a perfect place for kind of quiet meditation in these (laughs) modern times. If you feel dirty inside and want a quiet place to meditate, find an alley, because it's a dirty place. Well, what you do is you find a nice alley. Actually, the alley behind my house is a wonderful alley. Mm. And if I'm going to go meet friends, often I will take a road soda, a.k.a. a can of beer, get my skateboard, and just push through the alley. I'll, I'll take alleyways. Oh, I thought you invited them over to meet you in the alley. No, no, no. Just go I'm usually out? going to meet them somewhere, but I like yeah. to ride my skateboard, and I'll start in the alley. And I'll stick to the alley for as long as I can. I feel like it would be hard terrain in an alley. Lots of obstacles, lots of... Uh... It's a good warm-up. Near death. I have a nice uh, a zip zinger, a crooked zip zinger. Do the, you know? It's like oh, a hey. small, it's like kind of looks like a banana skateboard, but it's wood, I, and it's got these really soft wheels. It's not like a penny board. It's like almost closer to a regular size skateboard, but the wheels are very soft, so you can go over rough alley terrain with ease. I, I don't want to speak out of turn. And yeah, I, don't you want, do. I don't want to jinx uh, the recovery, but I'm <clears throat> pretty sure I saw a little uh, Instagram video of Monsanto Kills. On a skateboard. Doing tricks. New? I, yeah. I've, I've not been on my personal Instagram account in wow. a, a long time. So I'll have to go check that out. Th- this was on Out Real Match. We've had him as a guest. Haven't, haven't been on that uh, Instagram account in a while either. <laughs> Why would you? I'm doing social media Fucking for my wife's salon. Media. So. Yeah. At Needle in the Hay Salon. It's a out-of-tune choir yeah. social media. It is. It's if a, he's back on a board, that's... That's a good signal. That's great news. The back is healing. Yep, he's back, mm. so to speak. So to that poem, though. Good luck. I hope I hope I interpreted that correctly. My, if it was another old video, well, then you're a fool. And Spencer's listening. Yeah, <laughs> he's tuning in. I just made him sad. Um. So what do you think of that poem, Mark? Do you have any uh, literary criticism to offer? I love the fact that the summer was immense. Yeah, it's unexpected. It is. Hard to interpret. Well, it means it was probably full of life and activity. Yeah, but immense. Immense. It was a big summer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lots of shit was happening. Uh, something about fruit. I liked, I liked your line, command the last fruits to be fruit. <laughs> I think that's what he had, the author actually intended. Because that makes more sense. Instead fruits of, no. be fruit. No, command the last fruits to be full. It's the end yeah. of the season. I guess that's all right, too. Um, Give them just two more southern days. Uh, they're almost there. Look at them. They're procrastinating those fruits. I don't like this, though. Whoever is alone now, long will so remain. Oof. That's, it just means through the fall and winter, you're not yeah, going to be, as gonna be alone. to socialize. And, no, if you're alone now, you're toast. You're alone for No, the, you got to wait till spring. I think, I don't, well, that means it's going to be a long, lonely winter. Yeah. Lots of jerking off with burn cream. Jesus. Uh, read and write long letters. Yeah, read a long poem at the Wander beginning the of a podcast in two languages. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, that's a fucking gift. Let's do it. In, let's just do it one more time. <laughs> what, you want to hear it again in German? No, no, I don't. Okay. I don't know if they're tuning in to hear poetry. Who uh, cares? 
I think they are. I think, yeah, I think they are, because everything we say. At its base, everything we do is poetry, Mark. If you haven't realized that yet, then I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. We could just get up and leave. I'll tell you what we're doing. Wait, are we done with this? I feel like we... Oh, you want to parse the poem? Well, I mean, maybe put it in perspective in terms of what you're looking forward to next week. What are you thankful for, Mark? I assume you're thankful for not being alone. <laughs> That's great. You will enjoy the bounty of family over, That's a good one. over the holiday, right? I am thankful for... Oh, you're having a really hard time thinking of it. <laughs> I'm thankful for... Oh, no, there's just so much, so much. There's uh, so much. How about health? You're healthy? Your family's healthy? Are you thankful mm-hmm. for that, perhaps? Uh, eh. I don't feel like I'm all that healthy. Oh, you're back. Oh, it's just pain. So much pain. Life is pain. Life is pain. I'm thankful In for relative life. terms. Yeah, I Even mean, if it is pain. I know back pain <laughs> sucks hard, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you could have it worse. Oh, yeah. So let's... let's Look put, on the bright let's, side. Let's put our pain in perspective, yeah. right? I'm a little irritated that I'm still kind of battling a cold. I mean, jeez. Yeah, well, you're getting old and your immunity's down. You should have... Five years ago, you would have been done with this. Probably. Can't fight it. No. Well, the, Old it was man hard to get good sleep. Keeps on ticking. It does. But strangely enough, Old I feel time. I feel I feel better than I've ever felt. You know, large. I'm with you. I want to be a 70-year-old guy going, I feel better than I've ever felt. Yeah, maybe something's hurt. Maybe some things don't work as well, but I feel better because I am better. Well, yeah, you get more perspective. So as your body declines, your mind becomes it ages like a fine wine a bigger better person it does you have better perspective a fuller understanding of what it means to make the most of a day i think i took a hit off this peppermint oil and it's uh making my nose run oh wait, let me get a little of that <laughs> wait you're gonna go back for more your nose is... that's how we roll on natchcast do a bump a little, a little po bump it's like a little key bump peppermint <laughs> yeah. oh my god i got a lot don't, don't put it on your uh I'm just, it's all going on the mustache. Dermatitis. Yeah, uh, at Lady Faye, you may D have Faye. had a point. She said she scolded us for putting essential oils directly on our delicate skin, but uh, I do have a little bit of dryness around the corner of my nose. Yeah, don't put it there. But it could just as easily be from, you know, a runny nose and not from the essential oil. I, I've had no problem. I, it's not like I'm lathering essential oils on my skin all day long. Just one quick little... Just a 30-minute lathering at night. That's with the deep right blue. before bed. That's a little deep blue. Down in the basement, basking in the glow of the computer screen. Hip groin. Who knows what he's looking at, people? Don't let it... What? I don't know. <laughs> Not... I don't know what your, uh, what your yeah. poison is. Yeah, so what the hell? Is... I'm down there watching Colbert. That's what you're... No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fully clothed. It's very intellectual, intellectual of you. <laughs> Oh, man. You kind of, yeah, you require your mind to be stimulated, not just your loins. I get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a nice little window you opened up for us. I don't know what else to say about your poem. All right. I like the, I like the German. Wow. I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought Mark would just feast on this, but apparently. What do you want me to feast on? The richness of the poem? The, the language? Well, I'm just. Uh, I'm more of a thinker. What? Than a feaster? <laughs> yep. You're more full of shit. There's some, there's some nice. There's also the the uh, translations that you uh, press them to completion. That's good. Yeah, cold pressed juice. <laughs> right. Chase the last sweetness into the heavy wine. Chase it. Chase it out of there. Chase it. Like it needs to become something more. 
It's a good Thanksgiving poem. I think so. I think we should read it at our banquet tables. And yeah, who has no house now, he will never build. So basically, like, there's a lot of, like, you waited too long, you're fucked. Yeah. You didn't find a mate. You didn't I think that's why it's dark. House. I think it's a dark poem. It's true. Which, it's tricking you, though, because it opens up with the immense summer. You're like, oh, okay, good. But oh. maybe that's why the summer is immense. Because the summer was so immense, it made it easy to forget your responsibilities. You know? Well, it's, what do we got? We got three stanzas here, and he, we, he takes you on a journey, right? So this is what I was, this is what I was hoping for. <laughs> you got the immense summer, you got sundials and winds, and then we're changing, and then he's getting a little urgent. Yeah, it's like, it's time, like wait, I gotta get the la- I gotta get this done. I gotta press to completion. I gotta chase the sweetness. Even the fruit is rushing to meet deadline. And then you end up just wandering the alley up and down with drifting leaves. Oh like, boy. Oh, shit. Alone. Why was I laying in the grass all summer? Homeless. I should have been trying to meet somebody. I should have been building a house. Who? Because now it's going to get cold. I don't know. You're interpreting it as like you should have done something. I just think it is what it is. Okay, but you, you, you don't, don't have a house. And a, you, okay, if you if you found yourself you on the brink of fall, not without a house, you're gonna, you don't you don't think you would the thought would cross your mind like oh I, maybe I should have thought about that maybe I don't have any legs. What does that matter? You still would like <laughs> it's to have, harder to build a house without legs. All right, well we're being very literal, but maybe just finding a house would have been a good idea. Maybe I'm hungry. Finding a room to rent. Maybe I'm just a just like every other mortal being, and I'm incapable of staving off death, which is winter. Yeah, I guess Why so. am I going to fool the gods by trying to build houses and press wines? So are you alone forever in the afterlife? Is that what's going on here? I think you're just alone. If you don't set yourself up properly while you're on this Rainier, mortal coil, then... Yeah, with Riddle K is just telling you, dude, here's what it is. I'm telling you, have seconds. <laughs> Let me... Pass the mashed potatoes. I'll throw in some seasons here and give you some tips. But yeah, you're alone. Yeah. You're, you're homeless and alone. Oh, well. Join the party. But hey, at least you got a nice Join alley. Join the party. At least you got a yeah. nice alley. Come meet us out in the alley. All right. There you go. You brought that home. That's all I wanted. You got it. What do we got here? Undead wasp attack. This is a... Oh, boy. This sounds like a Josh story. Yeah, it's a, it's a Thanksgiving huge story. Um, you know, usually I'm kind of a live and let live guy. But I have kids and, we, you know, you see a wasp's nest somewhere, you got to get rid of it, right? It's like the one thing where you got to kind of draw the line. Like, sorry, wasps, you're, you're kind of... Intense Lesser man. and frightening. Oh, you just let the wasps roost? Oh, totally. You are so full of shit. So there was a... There was you, a go, you go volunteer in your kids' class? Yeah, I do too, for a little bit more time, a little bit more work. Dude, I was there all day yesterday. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, I did a writing conference in Elias's class, then just I trying had to one up, yeah. Thanksgiving lunch with both my kids. Yeah, I did that. And what are you doing? You're, you're haranguing me no, I on did text that. message. Like, dude, we're, I got questions. When can we set this I, meeting up? We had, we had a meeting. Like, we got a son of a bitch. Yeah. <sighs> I'm eating a dried out disc of turkey here. You didn't tell me in that. In the school cafeteria. I thought you were just sitting up here pantless in your studio. That's an easy assumption to make, I suppose. So anyway, I, I see this wasp nest. It's dangling on one of the, uh, like the, you know, like the little brick overhang at the bottom of a window outside. Backyard? Front yard. Mm. I'm like, fuck. I let it hang out for a while. I'm like, maybe they'll just leave. It's getting cold. But then they, I saw a bunch of them crawl around on it. So. Oof. So I was about to leave. My car was out front. So I uh, just, I think I kicked, kicked it off, kicked it loose, sprinted to my car, <laughs> and then drove away. When I came back, uh, it was empty. The wasp nest was empty. So I stepped on it, just made sure to grind it down. It was really an act of savagery for sure. And then a few days later, I saw like this kind of like 
wasp just like near the bottom of my front steps, just kind of like writhing around. Oh, a few days later. Yeah, and I was like, "Is this from that massacre that I that I uh, insti- instigated?" Instigated. So then I kicked it away. Oh, well, I didn't want to, someone to step on a barefoot or something. But you didn't know. put it out of its misery. Well, I figured it was almost dead. I don't know. I don't know what kind of misery. So you, you I don't know what the misery it. index. I didn't like That's kick like, it like a football. I like towed it. You know, it's like God. No, but this this is where I get mine. So Heartless. then I, I, I a couple days later, it's like if you saw like a homeless person in the alley, you should kill him. You just kicked him. <laughs> you like kick. Sorry, I, man. I got to kick I you. him off. The I don't side. want okay. my kids to run into you. No, what I did was I kicked him off the walkway and yeah. into the mulch so he could die without being like molested. All right, but you didn't want to just kill him. Show mercy. Well, okay, then I came back a few days later, that, and I don't know if it's the More same wasp. More days. <laughs> That's the thing. These then I time see, delays I see are this so wasp painful. again, and he's just back where he was, and he's writhing around. For days at a time. Right. So then I'm like, all right, fuck it. So I step on it. Oh, my God. I step on the wasp and grind my toe on it, you know? Yeah. Not my bare foot, but I'm not that manly. But I'm assuming it's dead, and so then I, Nicole was with me, my wife, and so then I go up to unlock the door, and all of a sudden I'm like, ah! Wasp stung me. <laughs> In the fucking back, like on the back of my neck, and I'm like dancing around, flailing, you know, pulling on my shirt, trying to get it out, and then it disappeared. I couldn't find it. Oh, wow. But I fucking stepped on this thing and ground my foot. So I must have done some, I mean, it was already mortally wounded. So then I like, I had to have like almost killed it. And then in its dying moment, it's like. Thumbs up wasp. I love that wasp. In that story. I could not be mad at that wasp. I was like, that was fucking heroic. You destroyed its home. Mm Mm-hmm. You let it suffer for a few days. You yes. kicked it. You let it suffer for a few more days. <laughs> you <laughs> you ground it. You probably ground it into the mulch or grass like it was soft terrain. And so it just kind of got just, you just abused its internal organs. And then it got up. You got up, but it was alive. It said, I got one thing left to do in this fucking life. Yeah. And I love that it summons the strength I'm to beat get, its wings I'm once kill more. kill that guy if it's the death of me. Yeah. I know. But part of me was then wondering, like, is this like a regular wasp or is this some sort of like zombie wasp? Is that how the new wave, is that as the the walking dead wave begins? It's like Ooh, a, a sting from a zombie wasp it turns me into a zombie. Specs grip, let's do it. So believe you me, I was paranoid for about half that morning. Like, kept looking at it. Like, is it festering? Is anything happening? Do I have a fever? I feel, I feel stiff. My joints feel yeah. stiff. <laughs> so anyway, oh. that's my zombie wasp story. That's a good one. So it's just another thing. We're talking about things to be thankful for. Yeah. Be thankful that you're not writhing on the ground. All right. I'm thankful for uh, my friend Hank, who okay. gave me a great story about um, regenerative agriculture and or biodynamic farming. Yeah, I think he grew up somehow using this approach to Hank. gardening, backyard gardening. Yeah, old salty Hank. Uh he was telling me when he had a house in, I think it's South Suburbs, <coughs> somewhere like that. He was an old uh, Rocky Mountain newser. And mm. He had the night shift a lot. So he'd be around his house during the daytime, did a little gardening. They'd do the raised beds. Very precise approach. Take the spade. You go the, full, you go the full depth of the spade and in rows, going sort of horizontally across the bed. You dig out the trench. The dirt comes out, goes to the left. You dig out another trench. You take that dirt put it back in the, the trench, the first trench you dug, so on and so forth to the last trench, and then you take that dirt and put it in the first one. And then he said within a, a season or two, it was like your soil was just pillows, hmm. so loose and aired, airy. Where's the shithorn in this equation? He didn't do the shithorn. 
Yeah. yeah. There's all different styles. Yeah. Takes all different types. You told me about uh, his, I think it's an uncle, or his uncle knows somebody at the uh, this abbey in Iowa or Ohio. Yeah, good story. New Melloray Abbey. Trappist monks. They're making beer? Nope. Honey? They're making two things. Mead? Nope. Shithorns? Honey wine? No? Nope. Just regular wine? One of them we would bury you in. Coffins? Caskets. Trappist caskets. And the other thing they're making? Organic corn. Interesting. (laughs) One, two. So like popcorn or? There you go. Feed you and kill you. Organic corn in the heartland. Funding the monks. All right. Just a little story for you. <laughs> Screw this famous art. You can get, I don't know what this is. Well, you like this? Nah. <laughs> this Instagram thing is interesting. That is. Let's pull, let me pull that up and read it to you again. You got it up? Yeah. Soylent. I'll bet you got it. Yep. Soylent. Huge billboard. Yep. Where is this? In Culver City? Well, this was a Interact Boulder. We'll right, shop but it looks, up like, and, it looks like the, the billboard went up in well, they, Culver City is what I was but saying. But they took the picture. It was their Instagram account. At what? Interact Boulder. Agency. Dialed in on food. Proceed. So this, uh, this billboard. Yep. Black and white. Large. On uh, the right-hand side, you got a little square. Black square. And you got the Soylent logo in there. Other side's white. And then in huge, all capital, sans serif, black text, you see Pro-GMO. And then you got a link, or yeah, Soylent.com backslash GMO. That's bold. Pro-GMO. Pro-GMO. Billboard. Is it that bold? I mean, they named their company after a Charlton Heston movie where people are eating other people. So I think they threw the gauntlet down a while ago. (laughs) Down a while ago. I I like it. I wish I could blame my voice cracking on the cold. No, it always does It always cracks. I have the throat voice. You have the crack voice. Let's make a podcast. Yep. Clearly we're cut out for this. Pro-GMO, I like <laughs> it. It's, you know why I like it? Because even if you disagree, they're standing for it, right? They're like, quit fucking up this topic. Yeah. It's more nuanced than you think. We like science and food. We believe in science and food. Here's the way I've been thinking about it lately. If you're, if you're a member of a tribe somewhere in South America, like the parrot people, you know about them? One of those untouched tribes. They've hardly the seen any Western... Kakapo? Kakapo? What was the bird we talked about? Well, that's a bird. No, there's a oh, tribe. I forget what they're called. The Araha people, maybe? They're, they're, they worship parrots. They believe that uh, when you die, you become a parrot, perhaps. Interesting. Anyway, here's my point. They're, they're, they don't enjoy Go any conveniences it. of, of uh, modern life. So you know what? They are entitled to organic, untouched, pristine food. Oh, look at you. But if you own an iPhone, if you drive a car, if you're reaping the benefits of, of technology I don't know what in our convenience-centric uh, society, then you kind of need to fucking lay off a little bit. Mm. Like, you know, you don't live on a farm. Mm. No, no other part of your life suggests that you would be eating this pristine, untouched, mm. pure agrarian food. Therefore, you get GMO. Deal with it. Well, you know, not not that you have to be force-fed GMO, but if if a company wants to, like, use GMO ingredients, then don't fucking buy their shit. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. If you don't want to drink oily, powdered food, then you don't have to. Mm. If you are really that concerned with not ingesting any GMOs, then you need to be a little more proactive because you can either go live with the Araha people or you can 
fucking make double sure that you're checking the 10 different labels and all the shit you're paying too much for at Whole Foods. It's not labeled well, though. Well, I don't know. Your theory. It's labeled. You can find it. Right. You can find it. I think if you're that serious about it, you can you can get to the bottom of it. I like your style. I'm just saying we don't deserve. We, we, think, we, you, we think we're like entitled to this shit, but we're not. Because we're live, fucking kind of dickheads. If you live a lifestyle that depletes, <clears throat> yeah. you, you don't get to be as preachy. Bingo. <laughs> Why does it say on my uh, outline here, podcasts are the future? Spend some time on this. Josh will explain. Because I didn't read that one. Everything else I read. Oh, well, let me open that link, actually, because it's pretty oh. interesting. It's, this is an article in Business Insider. Jesus, love them. We cannot get away from Business Insider. All the big media is in flux again while you're opening it. Gawker laid off a bunch of people. They're going to go heavier on politics. Uh, Vox is still explaining and doing well. Vice, a lot of questions about Vice. They, they've sold big chunks to, like, Disney and uh, something else and... They're all in bed with HBO. Eh, whatever. You got it up there? It's a long and winding road. Yeah, so Google is working on a new wearable device that doesn't have a screen. They're reportedly developing a new wearable device that will be the successor to Google Glass. Um, what do we got here? Jessica Lesson at the Information at the Information reports that Google's Project Aura team, which focuses on wearables, is working on a new device, and one of the models doesn't use a screen at all. Mm. Uh, it's a head, let's see, hold on. We don't want to read about Google Glass. Cause Audio! Is that the first note of Led Zeppelin? Um, God, what's the song? Houses of the Holy? No. The original Google Glass used bone conduction speakers to transfer sound to the ear without letting people around you hear what's going on. They work by transferring audio directly to the bones of the ear. So that's... That's just really no, awful. That's, that's... That does not sound like a song. What were you saying? So this is exciting. If you've seen the movie Her, we got a, I have seen the which movie many Her. people have, with the, so, high, with the high waisted man pants, looking good. Joaquin Phoenix's character, his main uh, device for connecting with the, the little earbud, the computer world. Yeah, he's like a little earbud, and I'm assuming it probably in the theory of the movie is a similar technology. It's rate, right, you know, it's vibrating through the bones in the in the head and like that's how he talks and he can hear and it remains somewhat private uh, what it's not just wi-fi with a little microphone in it well, no did you hear what you, you weren't listening you were singing nope. led zeppelin yeah. so it's part of the, the, the current oh jesus here we go again the, the google glass I'm, I'm, I'm merging it into a different song which is yeah, but neither of them sound like led zeppelin songs or songs it sounds like the Bee Gees. he's got a high voice yeah but all your all your offering is like these weird I'll think Imp- about it. It's a weird impressionistic <laughs> attempt here. Well, you're completely derailing gallows. my point about why one of them is gallows pole. Sitting on a gallow pole. Yeah, yeah. That, okay. But that's not the one. I'm, that's not. Yep. As two people who are trying to launch a company based on the yep. notion that podcasts are the future, and right. here I am trying to explain why it's the future. Is this is this the story you want to derail? Is that a good business decision? I'm excited about this Google Glass. <laughs> so it's yeah. So the fact that it's using the vibrations in your head isn't really the important part of the story. Okay. Okay. The important part of the story is, uh, and, and her does a beautiful mm. job of illustrating this, is that like screens, as far as technology is concerned, and... Oh, I see where you go. Because screens are receding into the background. I love it. And her, up front, it was all about the AI and, the, and that intelligence worming into his brain, but you're, there's a... T- Whoa. I should take this on speaker because this is interesting. 
People are going to think we planned these. Andy. What up, dude? Hey, man. Uh, Mark and I are recording Natchcast right now. We just uh, we we just listened to your your uh, Rilke reading and discussed it, and here you all are calling. And so I have you on speaker, so you're actually you're being recorded right now. Oh, cool. All right, what's up, Mark? Uh oh, he, t- he, hey, hey, he said, "What's up, Mark?" It's yeah. Andy. Hey, <laughs> we're just sitting here, a couple of jackasses. We're debating how to I pronounce. Love it. Uh, pr- I love it. What's the poet's name? Yeah, how do you pronounce the poet's name? Rilke. Rilke. No, the first name. Josh butchered it. Uh, Rainer. Oh, see, very flat. I Rainer. said Rainer the first time. No, you went you like Rainier. Rainier. That was the last time. Oh, Rainer. Was... Just flat. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we like the poem, though. It was a great Thanksgiving poem. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Hell yeah. All right. Have you recorded yet? Have you done, your, uh, have you done the English uh, translation of it yet? Yeah, I read it in English. I botched one line. I mean, it's, it wasn't a clean reading, but we did get all the way through it. And I, then we, I made it hard for Josh. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then we talked about it for like <laughs> ten minutes. I stared at him and tried to make him flub it. Yeah. When he started laughing, yeah, when I said the summer was immense. Well, I did. I don't know why I found that funny, but it was the word immense. Yeah, it probably made him think of penises or something. Do you no, know? and then you said the fruits were fruits instead of the fruits were full. And oh yeah, that, that was, was the one. that was the line I messed up. <laughs> yeah. Fruits were fruits. Right. Commit. Yes, that is. I like that one too. That always makes me laugh too. Yeah. See. Uh, when you think of immense fruit, I get you. <laughs> it's all about body <laughs> parts. <laughs> At least we found a resident Drimmen expert. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, there you go. What a powerful. It was just, just random, man. Just random. <laughs> well, thanks for sending it in. Yeah, we appreciate that. Definitely. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, it was. Uh, I, I spend some time with it every fall. And every year, it gives me a uh, further depth of understanding. So, um, it's pretty great. It's pretty wow. Great. Well, that's good. You probably have. Well, now more... I feel bad. I, I yeah, I didn't realize it was. Well, a I was trying to convey to Mark the the importance of the poem, but you know, he's a oh, flippant, I was he's being a flippant bastard. Oh, I was being flippant. Well, I take... I expected Mark to dive right in because he I he presents himself end. to the world as a very literary minded person. Well, if, but no. when it comes down to really dissecting a poem, he runs scared. Uh, no, I think that. In the ex- the explication of the poem, it really hit home at the very end. There's a lot of goofing off until that very end, but then we got to it. Yeah, once once he really saw the nut of the poem, he was he was left in awe. That's for sure. I didn't realize yeah. the, the the last stanza is really. Oh, else. yeah, I got it. I got it. You're gonna hear it. <laughs> You're gonna love it. This is so fucking meta that this is happening. Uh, so are you around for a little bit? Yeah, I am, man. Feel free to give me a call. I'm just doing work stuff, so you guys get back with it. Uh, one point to the uh, poem, um, the translation, I looked it over, and I'm, uh, there's one part in there I'm not a fan of. Okay. So it says in that last part, to wonder the alleys, oh. and that was a lazy translation that someone put forth, Ooh. because uh, the Aline, which they refer to in German, there's no direct English translation. Oh, in no. German culture, there's these tree-lined roads, Oh. That they have for walking in parks and uh, other places for landscaping purposes, you know, for large estates and in city parks and stuff. <laughs> and they're called, they're called Aline. Uh, so the, the actual translation to walk the alleys, it's not necessarily that you're slumming it walking through alleys in that oh. of life. Instead, you're just 
wandering and bumbling around in city parks kicking leaves. That's a bit of a game changer. It's because I have a fondness for alleys, and so we went off on an alley tangent, but but still. I think, I think we've all both hit a bottle in an alley and also gotten a sky in our eyes for peeing in an alley. So uh, I think we all understand how that goes. That's fucking A right, Andy. Alright, Thanks for joining us. All right. You too. Take talk to you soon. Thanks, later again. Thanksgiving bounty just does not stop. <laughs> just busted that wide open too. Wow. What a fortuitous turn of events. That was not planned at God, all. I feel I feel bad now. You should. I didn't know. I thought it was like a, a like a somebody decided to have like a little joke segment, but this is a heartfelt poem. He lives with it every year and he was into it. Yeah. And you're just well, I got making there. fun of it. No, I got there by the end. But I goofed around for about 10 minutes beforehand. It's fine. If it was pure reverence, it probably would have been a little too heavy. Yeah, too heavy. We got an audience to think of. We do. And right now I want to tell them that. So in the future. We might want to get to the news. <clears throat> what are we, we're, like we're an hour to. in? All right. Okay, we're, we're moving away from the screen-based interface. That's oh, the yeah, big we thing were here. talking about this. Yeah, uh, you know. I still don't know the... If you, if you look at the iWatch... You know what I'm talking about? Or the Apple Watch, excuse me. The Apple Watch is actually... Don't interrupt me. It's keyboard. I don't give a shit about that fucking Led Zeppelin song. Okay. <laughs> that, my, that my reminder okay. thing I'm, apparently I'm has you. the same tone. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't think anyone no. gives a rat's ass. It's one single note, but I think it's the same note. Because my ear is that good. Oh, my God. Her, um, high-waisted pants, cochlear implants. Son of a bitch. No, okay, the Apple Watch. Screenless. The Apple Watch is actually a stepping stone to a more, uh, kind of a, a less screen light mm-hmm. future because mm-hmm. it communicates with you through its taptic engine. So it can like tap you to notify things. What did you just say? Taptic? The taptic engine. It's the thing in it that like taps your wrist when you have a notification. So you know oh. certain, like if it taps a certain way, you know, oh, I just got an email. I've never been more impressed with you. I know you get ready because there's more. So the big hitch, though, um, is that it's really, really hard for software to understand human language because it, there's so many variables and everyone has such a different way of speaking that it's almost it's like one of the biggest challenges I think uh, Internet of Things in software development today is like if you want to create voice recognition software that is a huge hurdle and even for like automated call center things like where there's only a set list of things you could possibly want to do in that situation, you still have to do what's called fine-tuning grammars. So it's like it's like a whole list of things. Here's the 30 different ways someone might ask to talk to an operator grammars. or whatever. And as you you have Internet to keep refining, things. you have to keep refining your software and keep going through he's and like finding, gonna, okay, keep going. this grammar is not working, this grammar needs to be updated. It's an ongoing on it. process. So to get to the point where you have something as sophisticated uh, as what's presented in her yeah. is a huge leap. Oh, but as we inch closer to it, we become less reliant on screens. We need screens because we our, our most natural mode of communication is just talking. That's what we're doing right now, baby. We're just talking. But you can't talk to computers yet, so you have to go through the screen. And now we've arrived at touch interfaces, which eliminates some of the need to sit and type. Jesus. So it just gets easier and easier. But eventually, it'll just be you talking to your computer. And like in her, he has a little, a little phone-like device that he carries, but it's really more like a supplemental thing got a camera on it that gives her a set of eyes gets gives the os a set of eyes but then he you know if she wants to show him a picture like she draws a picture he can open it up and see it but it's really secondary it's not the primary interface so as we move into a future where audio or voice communication is the primary interface here comes that's why podcasting is the future people because that's how you're going to be 
communicating with people more. That's how, and that's how companies are going to be marketing with customers. Oh, it's all going to be centered around oh. voice. Jesus, vocal communication. You. Whoa. So if you'd like to get on board, natch.is backslash studio, or just hi at natch.is. Look at that! Holy crap! Well, I'm, so now that Mark is. I don't even think I feeling should Feeling a bit comment. meek I mean, in my presence. It's just... We can move on to the paltry food this, news. Well, so the screenless computational future does nothing but breathe wind up the ass of the podcast medium. Through in the wings, like, in the wings, wind in the wings. did you say? Computing? <laughs> Computational. Computational. That's a... That's a good term. That's a, that's a hot term yeah, in hot the term. UX game. So many articles with Grammars. computational in the headline. You got to fine tune your grammars, baby. For that taptic. Well, not really related. But yes, the taptic engine. Internet of things. <laughs> IOT. Yeah, just throw out terms. <laughs> something will stick. Damn. All right. I'm with you. So this article suggests... Oh, so Google's... Oh, I got it. Glass this article successor. Just is like a very... It's a Got blip. it. The successor to the Google Glass would be another screenless... The ear... A screenless communication device in your ear. Yeah. Kind of like her... I'm, which I'm, means that's what I'm picturing, yeah. Which means, <laughs> you know, podcasts may become more than just the, the future of radio. Could well, you also the future have to think of a about, lot of stuff. Yeah, like what is a podcast? It's more about like, like whoa, a, talk like about meta audio communication. What is a podcast? Is 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 a more streamlined feature because what is a studio? Because I mean, it, like a, a screen as convenient as an iPhone is, like the screen is kind of cumbersome. Like it, it mm. distracts you. Mm-hmm. But what what's better? Okay, mowing the lawn and listening to a podcast? What's better than that? Not a goddamn thing. Nothing. You can do two things at once. I mean, you know, you can read any psychology today article. I'm sure you can find every other article there's about how multitasking is, is bullshit. Is anyone listening? Yeah. Okay. Multitasking oh, is sure bullshit. We can't really multitask. Whether that's true or not, like it feels good to be doing something and learning something. At the same time, like they're not related. Mowing yes. the lawn is this. Oh, I've had this theory the whole time. Yeah. Many media channels, but the way you consume media requires full attention. Mm-hmm. Computer, TV, not radio, but radio got antiquated. Boom. Podcast. Podcast. Pick what you want. Consume what you want when you want. It's this mashup of highly produced public radio reporting. Yeah. Right? And then just like blogosphere, anybody can do it. You got a yeah. built-in mic in your computer, go for it. See what you do. I am encouraged. I'm I'm becoming a heavier and heavier consumer of podcasts. And I you know, there'll be some weeks where I'm like, oh God, I can't get through all those. Other weeks where I'm like, I listen to them all. I want some new ones. Yeah. Give me something fresh. How do I find them? You're hungry. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. And podcasts are, you know, it's it's portable. You can customize your experience it's it's good it's the future it is the future and it's 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 a younger not that the future will be strictly audio i mean i think there's a point in that movie no, too where he's walking in front of like this billboard that's advertising something it's like all these people in slow motion running around and it seems like the like they don't clearly thousands of listeners but you got like the audio of that ad takes over whatever is in his earbud i think so thousands so it's like this weird integrated thing, but Dude, audio excited. audio I, seems more like the we're keystone it. to it all. So I think we're in a good place. I was going to save this for some of our uh, client meetings where we're pitching work, but let me just go ahead and warm it up for you here. Yeah. It's a little self-serving. Warm it up, brush. It's the, it's Mark. to say I'm about to. 
I'm about to. You warm it up, brush. I'm about to. And then you say that's what I was born to do. It's my third act. Ready? Everybody loves three acts, okay. including Shakespeare. Act one, brush works at AOL. Oh, so the, it's all about you. This oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> no, it's, it's, it's a culture spotter. You, you know where the culture's headed. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I'm a strategy insights guy. So Mark has always been on the bleeding edge, is what we're hearing. Uh, ahead of the edge, yeah. Oh, my God. Let's go work at AOL. Wait a minute. This internet's kind of a big thing. Let's bring America online. Oh, that was an interesting place to be. Mm. Then it happened. I got bored. Act two. Natural there, there's food. There's the theme. Act comes two. Act <laughs> two. The subtext will emerge for you. Natural food. That kind of got to be a big fucking deal. But then you got jaded. Got a little bored. And act three. It's unexpected. Podcast? What? You're going, going deep on podcasting? You bet your fucking ass I'm going deep. It is unexpected. Someone culture. who loves to hear himself talk. Culture. Going to podcasting. That's where it's headed. See, and I bet you were wearing orange Crocs probably be- years before Mario Batali because you were just that much. That's two home runs. Of a bleeding edger. Internet, natural food. You know, that gives me some chops for where I decide to go for act three. You watch everybody. <laughs> Look, I got interested in stats. I'm looking at thousands of listeners. I'm going to tell you, let's just, what do I know? People want to know top 10? Here's where they're coming from. Oh, countries? What, no, what stats cities. are you looking at? What? Natchcast. Oh, okay. No, no context. Natchcast stats. I'll give you our top 10 cities over the Natch past. Natchstats. Trademark. Yeah, we don't divulge full listener statistics. <laughs> no. But they are in the thousands. <laughs> oh, look at this. This guy likes it a lot. Deacon. Oh, good. Love it. Deke. All right, here we go. De- go. Uh, you want to guess? You want me to just give them to you? I don't even know what you're talking about. Top 10 cities for Natchcast listeners over the past year. What what'd you do? I was showing you that you were once again went, blasting. I am not blasting. Oh, my God. I'm, right. I'm, I'll I'm give you number one. in real time. I'm Denver. watching. Duh, Denver. Give, give me number two. We're huge in Denver. Uh, number two. Nearby. Boulder. Yeah, of course. Food Hub. Now keep thinking Food Hub for number three. But maybe Food Tech Hub. Uh, Cupertino. Nope. Palo Alto. Big city. San Francisco. Boom! Dude, I'm encouraged. Natural Food Hub, Food Tech Hub. What does that tell you? Food's listening. Number uh, four would be a little south from San Francisco, big city. Parrots. Tijuana. No. (laughs) This guy lives in the Armenian neighborhood and there's birds. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Glendale specifically? Nope, just Los Angeles. Okay. Dude, what's going on in Littleton? Why does Littleton love us? Well, I'm from Littleton. Oh, shit. It's Hometown the, hero. It's the Church of Billy D. <laughs> Southside Church Southside of Billy D. Southside Church of Billy D. Tuning in on the regs. All right. Littleton, Ashburn. Actually, probably my, is my mom listening to this? I don't know. Ashburn, Virginia. Oakland, California. Seattle, Washington. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's a dirty lemon crowd. Mountain View. Top 10. Dude. Then Aurora. Then New York, New York, then London, then Vancouver, then Austin, Texas. I love it. All right, moving on. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. See, that less. didn't sound authentic. Thanks for listening. That's it's what I'm Thanksgiving thankful episode. for this episode. I'm thanks for the diversity family, of our listener base. Family, health, life, kids, real key, good food. You, I'm thankful for you, Josh. I'm thankful for you too, Mark. It's highlight of my week. And I look forward to our Fridays together. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to be wearing. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to be rubbing on your body. <laughs> rubbing on my body? Yeah. 
the oils that you brought over. <laughs> well, last week it was something on your chest, remember? Oh, I think I had oh, some isogenic uh, muscle cream. Oh, Jesus. Cream. Yeah, we got to. Well, we'll do that next week. Yeah, no one gives a shit. <clears throat> See less seafood. Real, the first real story of the week at minute 43. <laughs> this is going to be like a two-hour one. Well, we're giving people a lot yeah, to they need good. It's like seconds. It's like second helpings. Here comes your mashed potatoes right yeah. here. Remember that one episode where we did like, we did so many stories. We did and 20, we, I think 20 stories. We crammed them in and we were just exhausted by the end, but it felt good. Yeah. How, how are the listens on that one? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't either. I think they were good. Anytime Come on, you've stats, got man. Sea less seafood. Lab grown shrimp is Silicon Valley's oh. latest and most ambitious Franken food by Kaylee Rogers. Oh, nice. Vice. Vice Media, huh? Uh, motherboard. Motherboard oh, yeah. Vice. Speaking of Vice, read the quote. The latest Silicon Valley Franken food endeavor might be the most ambitious yet. Lab grown shrimp out of Silicon. Yeah, it's all right. You just, I'm not, I you get that it's a running joke now? Yeah. Do so you sometimes wonder if I'm doing it on purpose? Because I never know. That's right. A biotech startup called New Wave Foods. Know them. Yep. Is currently trying to create a plant protein based lab grown faux shrimp to bring to the market. So, so these are the shark, the fake shark fin it's people. It's the shark fin people. From two episodes back. Which, where you got all hot and bothered, like, why would you ever launch with a fake shark fin? Hey, guess yeah. what? They're not. So that was the slight. They're like boxers. They did a little pivot, and next... No, you know what they did? They listened to the fucking podcast. It only took them two weeks to be like, oh, wait, why are we launching with shark fins? Let's launch with our faux shrimp. Real quick aside, we got um, Mr. Greg Bagney coming on as a guest, probably not next week, but the week after. G-Bags. Is he, I'm gonna, is that no good? I don't think that. I don't know. I do, well, we'll, we'll, we'll give you some marching orders because there's a few things that if you March? call him, uh, yeah, like you can't, don't call him guy or buddy or How about champ. Chief? Champ. Like chief? I, chief. Don't call him chief. If you do these things, I mean, he's a very polite man. He won't, but he'll, in you're the make, back of his mind, he'll be going, you motherfucker. You're making me want to needle him now. <laughs> yeah. like, what, do you, what do you think about these uh, faux shrimp, chief? Uh, but... So I've been in meetings with him where he does this because he talks to a lot of startups and he, he can help fund them mm-hmm. through his work that he does with Cliff. <clears throat> Who's Cliff? Cliff Clavin? Cliff Barr. Oh, the bar, of course. If you say the word pivot to him. He shuts down. No, he has a knee-jerk response where he just goes, pivot on this for a while. I love it. So I'm looking at, and that's, of course, pivot is, it's the only thing that startups say. New Wave Foods, it's a little pivot. From the shark fin to the shrimp. Or maybe just the wrong press release went out. Maybe they meant to send this, send this one out and... Pivot on this for a while. Okay. So, uh, four pounds per year we per American. We eat more shrimp than any other seafood. Your talking point has a typo. It says four pounds per year per America. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's the most widely consumed seafood They're going to get it from algae, extract proteins from algae, and apparently they can get the... They've got the taste dialed in, but that's a top secret formula. But the texture is the hard part. And I'm like, yeah, you bet your fucking ass. Well, you know, my favorite part of the shrimp is, too, is that little string of shit running up the spine. Are they going to replicate that? Maybe we could make little tiny shit horns for shrimp. (laughs) With shrimp shit? (laughs) Oh, wait, you stuff the shit shit, like in the the little tail cap. You pull the tail cap off, you fill it with shrimp shit. You take the shit vein, you put it in the The, the tail. Yeah. Oh, and then what do you do? Bury you them in to, your... Well, you need to put like crushed up, maybe not quartz. No, you bury them in your aquaculture... Crushed up coral. And yeah, you bury it at the bottom the... of your aquarium. Yes, which is feeding your herbs. That's post Oh, and your aquaponics, yeah. We just pomoed the shithorn. Okay, yeah, this is great. 
See, I'm fucking, it's funny that the more time I spend uh, in, entrenched in natural foods, mm. the more, maybe not jaded, but irritated I become with the purists. Yeah. My whole rant moments ago about You're like, catching we, up don't, to me. we don't deserve all this pristine food that we think we do. What do you think of the food techers? It's like, you know what we need to do is we need to fucking figure, if you want to eat shrimp, guess what? This is how it's going to look. Ooh, dude. I think, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Food science. I think you need to put your, your the planet's well-being ahead of your own too. I think, I think being obsessed with like what you're putting into your body, into your temple. Yeah. It's a little a, bit arrogant. You're a temporary vessel. Yeah. It's like the earth is the mainstay. That's what's here for a while. That's what's going to keep your kids alive. Good point. So worry a little bit more about that. Good point. It's very selfless. Yeah, that's me. I'm very selfless. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should be know. wearing I was, a robe. I had something to say. What was I going to say? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, food science. We've said this so many times. Food science, bad. New food science, good. Because it, it, it feeds off the natural trend and gets smarter. And Yeah, make shrimp the way the world can handle making shrimp. Yeah. Shrimps. She came up with the idea for her lab-grown seafood startup after co-founder Dominique Barnes, an oceanography grad at her alma mater, told Kimes, I don't know. Kimes. That's the other co-founder. Poorly Kimes? cold quote. Kimes. I bet that's Kimes. About the perils of shark finning. I thought, we can do something about this, Kimes, Kimes, Kimes said. If we can print ears and noses, why can't we print shark fins? I like that that's the f- shark fins. That's insane, right? But that's, well, is. that's I mean, the mindset. We already discussed this, though. I mean, it's like such well, a, so off target. Like, people want the shark fins because they come from sharks, not because they came out of a fucking 3D printer. I just, it's just, a, imagine somebody. You in just got to, like, get that, eliminate that cultural. Uh, you got, you got, you're, you're focusing on the shark fin. I got it. Well, it's just weird. It's one of many things that they're going to, they're going to. That gonna, doesn't solve the underlying problem. The underlying problem is that. These people think that there are magical properties in actual shark fins. You're like duping them. I don't think is going to get the job done. Mm, I got you. It's a good point. You just need to call them out more. Be like, dude, this is fucked up. The larger point would be that they're trying to fix all of this sea-based seafood. That I like. Okay. Don't start with the shark fins though. Come on. But think about that mindset. So nobody in natural food would ever say, would ever even think, if I can print ears, of course I can print shark fins. Yeah. It's just so antithetical. I think a, a hundred chimpanzees at a hundred typewriters in a room would, would write the complete works of Shakespeare before they would come like write that actual thing. Right. IndieBio. IndieBio announces funding of 15 new biotechs. We're still on the same topic of this seal of seafood because IndieBio. Oh, have we done a food tech? Let me get that in there. IndieBio is becoming the go-to for food tech. Mm-hmm. as an incubator and so they've got their new because cl- one of their main um here what's it called oh god did i did i write it down yeah they've got a future of food angle like the companies we fund fall into these four buckets and one of them is future of food <laughs> so here's uh here's who's uh, in the in in the cauldron over there gelzen for pure vegan gelatin yeah. uh-huh. get get rid of animal derived gelatin Oh, do I got a story for you here? Oh, God. <laughs> I'll keep it brief. I'm not going to mention her name because it's like I, she, when she told me about it, I felt so bad for her. And I could tell she was very upset by what happened. But I have, uh, someone I went to high school with, <clears throat> excuse me, moved voice to- voice is cracking all over the place. It's drying up, man. I, she moved out to California and she started a vegan marshmallow company. 
and was doing quite well. And then she found out that whoever was supplying her gelatin had hornswoggled her and it was not vegan gelatin. So she had betrayed all these vegans. And they had never known. Yeah. Or you know what? And I don't know if it was like fish gelatin, which I feel like would be less of a blow to a vegan than if it was like full on hooves and assholes gelatin. Crevy, the first cult commercial cultured pork company making sausages without the pig. Oh boy. There we go. 90 Biotech, salt and drought resistant olive plants engineered for sustainability. God, that's going to be very necessary because I like olive oil. I thought you like coconut oil. I'm talking about to eat, not to lube. N- New Wave, which we've discussed. Ugh. Yeah, even here it says starting with bioengineered shark fin. They don't know what they're doing. They're, they got different cards on the table. Yeah. And, oh, bonus, not from the future of, future of food category, but you got to talk about it. Indie, highly scalable hardware for cellular reprogramming focused on genome engineering and CRISPR-Cas9 delivery. CRISPR. Mark's been telling us for CRISPR. months about Fucking CRISPR. So. Huge deal, CRISPR. All right. All right, so this is good. Lardcore. Keep fun in that shit. Yeah, lard core. Don't be scared of lard. It has less saturated fat than butter. What? Should we play the a clip? Sure. Yeah, let's play a clip. What? Okay. This is um, the splendid table. Don't be scared of lard. It has less saturated fat than butter. Lynn Rosetta Casper. Question, but with others, you always want to see what they're doing next. Well, right now, the food world tracks Sean Brock's every move. He's the chef of two restaurants in Charleston, Husk and McCready's. Love Sean. Now, the reason for the Husk? Tracking, yep. Sean is bringing back old, forgotten southern plants, ingredients, and dishes. It's hardcore. And he's doing it brilliantly. He works with historians and scientists and farmers, and this man is deep into okay. transcendental pork. Well, Sean joins Come us on. from Charleston. Sean, good to talk to you. Transcendental good to pork? With us. Oh, great to be here. Thank you so much. Ooh, so, Sean, I, I know you are part of the Lard Core movement. Hell yeah! In the <laughs> South, right? This is a, a group of you chefs down South who are really digging into Southern traditions. But what what is the most important thing about lard for you? Well, you know, for us, it, we don't use it because it's trendy. We don't use it because of any other reason than the fact that we use whole animals and we have lots of lard. Smart and so if you think about it, that's the way it used to be. That's the old-fashioned way. Um, you slaughtered a pig and used every single part, and you used lard until you ran out of it, and then you slaughtered another pig. And, and so for us, we're very focused on uh, using the entire animal. So we have lots of lard, and it just works its way into our cuisine, and it doesn't hurt that it's absolutely delicious. Well, there you go. Look at that. Yeah, that's very Native American. Well, what a good answer, right? Like, why do you like lard? He d- he knows the answer. It's not fucking trendy because I got a whole pig I'm using. Yeah, because it's I've got a shitload of it and it's crazy delicious. Oh, good for him. I've always been a big fan of him. You can find him on. Uh, he's getting very celebrated. Mm-hmm. He's up there, Dan Barber level. Yeah, Sean Southern Brock. grains. He's bringing back like grains that were lost to the South and special rices, I think. Yeah, check out Sean Yeah, I like Rock. that. I think that belongs right beside all this food tech stuff. It's a mm-hmm. balanced approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're going to make the effort, mm-hmm. go all in. That's partially why I've On always had a, a little bit of a soft spot for hot dogs. 
So I feel like hot dogs are sort of a subconscious, a subconscious American response. It's like a way of dealing with our guilt. Is that an offensive joke? What? Uh, I didn't hear what you said. I was actually trying to stay on point here. Go ahead. Just that I think we we feel really guilty about what pricks we were to the Native Americans or whatever. I said you, you had a soft them. spot for hot dogs. Then you just said we were pricks. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of phallic references ahead, in ahead, every episode ahead. of Natchcast. <laughs> anyway, I think hot dogs are an apologetic gesture. It's our way of doing the smart thing that they were doing in using all the animal. Mm. Not that it's like the most healthy thing for the for people or the planet. But you see what I'm saying? You think there's something whole animal about hot dogging? Well, there is. It's lips and assholes, right? It's all the stuff that they couldn't sell as prime cut. So you find a way to make it delicious. Unfortunately, that way involves pumping it full of weird nitrates and things. Listen, lips and the theory is a little soggy. Lips and assholes. <laughs> You're right. Bar, not man. prime cuts, but it's also above animal grade. It's human grade meat. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I've heard other. There, okay. Yeah, like, Let's not get too deep in that. Yeah, it's too expensive for Taco Bell. It's a dark place. So. Uh, lard, less actually less saturated fat than butter. Everything in moderation, of course. Tough but diet. Uh, they talk to him about how do you make it? At, can you make it at home? Sure can. Yeah, if you but use the wet method, not the dry method. Yeah, you boil it in water and then water. skim it. Water, and then the, you could herb it up. He was putting rosemary, thyme, and then you get all that great. The you lard. get all that collagen that's like magic for your into skin and lard. for your joints. It's not broth. Uh, quote, Sean Brock, we just have a huge container of rendered lard instead of canola oil or anything like that. If we're cooking a piece of catfish, if we're roasting a chicken, we're using lard. It goes so well with that wood-burning oven. Yeah, I mean, all this shit sounds delicious, but isn't, in general, southern cooking kind of unhealthy? Oh, my God. Isn't that the knock are, against oh it? Oh, my God. The, the tradition of food in the South is so complex. I know. That's that's the that's the is it because it's thing. it's the home of very elaborate home cooked meals mm-hmm. and it's also the home of Coke and I think KFC and fast food and it's the home of slavery where people had to work on the land. Wow. Yeah. This it's is all serious, involved in huh? the politics of food in the South. Okay. Well, but m- most of the amazing Southern food comes from the slaves. I did have friends who were pork given chops like the least Georgia. desirable pieces of meat and figured out how to make them crazy delicious. It's it's the same thing. It's like why all the best music. I love the authority of your. It's why the blues and everything came from the South, right? It's like through this this the divinity of suffering. Let's do a whole episode on Southern food. On the divinity of suffering. Do you like that? Well, I just we should made get John up. T. Edge, Southern Foodways Alliance. All right, smart smart man. Robbie could come back. Robbie knows a thing or two. Robbie V. In the place to be. Let's do some diet drama. All right. Because it's Julia. Julia Vox not being that, well, a little snarky about gluten. Yeah. You can tell she's not a fan of the gluten-free diet. This article was... It's pretty... Well, I thought we could look... So the question... This is uh, Vox. Most Google diets in every city. Julia Banuth. The question we asked Google was simple enough. What are the most popular diet searches in every metropolitan region across America? What we got back showed a startling trend. Eh. The slow spread of the gluten-free diet across the United States. 2016. I didn't find it all that startling. To me, no. it's not really all that surprising. They throw these maps up, and they're color-coded. And I mean, all you had to do to figure this out is go to the grocery store. Have, have you been to a grocery store once a week for but the look past at the, 10 years? Have you noticed that there's more and more gluten-free shit on the shelves? I haven't been. 
That there's a gluten-free section? I don't know. Case closed. 2006, the U.S. has a lot of pink, which is organic food. It has some red, which is South Beach diet. That went away entirely. Uh, It's got some, what's that, light green? Low carb. What's that, orange? You got a kind of veganism veganism in the West and in the mountain states. But then, what, uh, nine years later? Holy shit, it's pretty much all purple, gluten-free. And there's a little bit of paleo. Oh, there is. And veganism has moved further west. It's been like kind of pushed to the west. Uh-huh. It popped up in Florida a little, though. Got some low-carb action still happening in the south. There's like nothing there. It's all purple, gluten-free. Well, I mean, that's a problem with the gluten-free diet. I think it's viewed as some sort of like panacea, like, oh, it'll cure everything that ails you. It's so good for you, but really... No, if, you if you don't need to not eat gluten, it might not be the best thing because if you're it's, if you're eating these replacement foods like this like gluten free bread, mm-hmm. it's more processed. Uh, 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 in typical Julia fashion, she does bring up a lot of studies like, hey, we actually looked at people that got rid of gluten and they gained weight because they just started binging on all the stuff they couldn't eat before. On the glutino Oreo cookie all replacements. The carbs. Yeah. Ooh, those are good. They are. I mean, we buy the glutino white sandwich bread, and it's, I like it better than regular bread almost, because it's like, there's an airy quality to it, but I'm sure it's not the best, most healthy thing, like, say, for instance, grape-flavored Zevia. You know, that's doing you right. Ding! Diet drama part two. Mm. Millennials more likely to ditch diet mentality. Monica Watraus, Food Business News. In matters of health and wellness, millennials are less concerned about calories and fat than the general population, according to the International Food Information Council, IFIC. Know them, love them, don't, actually. Their 2015 Food and Health Survey, millennial consumers also are more likely to use technology to achieve a healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. No diets. You can get on board with that. Make you feel young. Make you feel like a millennial. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're snacking more. You're eating probably, you're having more meal replacement-y type shit. You're too busy to Well, like... it says that they don't, that they're also down on high protein foods. And like, I, maybe if that's meat, but otherwise, I think we all know protein's on fire. Plant-based, plant-based protein's a home fucking run. Jesus. So that's a weird, and that they're all super optimistic about the future of food and that the tech, I don't. I don't that's what's strange to me. Well, it's hard to be optimistic about much of anything, but... Studies done by IFIC, which is in defense of the conventional food industry and stuff like that. So they, they have an agenda. Uh, yeah, I know. Great article, Mark. Um, <laughs> the vegetable factory? Diets are dying. Let's just put it that way. And thank God. Good riddance. Yeah, let's move on. Let's get on some conventional foods instead. Oh, here we go. IFIC. Uh, dedicated to the mission of effectively communicating science-based information on health. Blank, blank, blank. That's all I can see. Go ahead. Got an article. Health, nutrition, and food safety for the public good. Good Lord. (laughs) James O'Brien of Mashable brings us green innovation. Board of Trustees. This is... uh, I'm just just looking at Epic. You keep keep reading this really... (laughs) The Board of Trustees, that's... I'm looking. I want to see what companies are involved here. Okay, go ahead. You you yeah, set that me, one up. Okay, I'll read a little more, and then you can interrupt me again. Okay. If your goal is to create a stable food supply on Earth or elsewhere, for that matter, one path to setting. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Abbott Ajinomoto, which is a uh, Aminos MSG. 
Big MSG. Archer Daniels Midland, Atkins Nutrition, Barilla, Bear, Cargill, Chobani, Coke, Dannon, Dow. Atkins? Yeah. The Atkins Group. Hershey, they General They can't be Mills. happy about this diet trend, right? The McDonald's. Atkins diet. That's I'm their cornerstone. These, this is the, this is, these They're are the on comp- the board of trustees. No, these are the- They don't like this study. These are the partners, the main companies that support them. McDonald's, Mars, I think Atkins is pulling, pulling support now. What do you mean no more diets? Kraft, Kellogg. Jesus, this is just a- is Yum Brands on here? Hey yo, Yum Brands, home run. Okay, go ahead. No more interruptions. I'll drink my Zevia. If your goal is to podcast in peace, then don't invite Mark. <laughs> but if your goal is to create a stable food supply on Earth or elsewhere for that matter, one path to steady, environmentally friendly, and avail- and readily available crops is via the indoor farm or vegetable factory. Consider the implications for the planet and for space exploration. Clean, low to no pollution ag- agriculture that doesn't even require require real sunlight to achieve sustainable cultivation. This is the vision of Spread, a Japanese-based builder of the next generation of vegetable factories, and the company is at its next major threshold. What is that threshold, Mark? Like a massive uptick in square footage, and how mm-hmm. much? I think it's mostly salad now, but how much they can kick out. They got a, you can do it year long, constant volumes, right? Yeah. No pesticides. And they want to get it more and more fully automated so that the human bacteria can't infect the, the factory. Don't all, call it a factory. It's all very 2001. Call it a farm. Call it an no, indoor you farm. Know what? Call it the new Mall of America. That's where they need to be putting this shit to work, is in old abandoned shopping malls. That is right. This is exciting, though. I especially like the idea of space travel. I watched 2001. Like, they called it just like a month ago. You could totally picture that. That would fit right Gosh. in. <laughs> they called it off world food production. Yeah. How badass is that? Uh oh. Man. All right. But the good news is, is that you get to Mars, right? You can set up this little food factory and it can just be making food for you. But then you can't go in and touch it. You got to let the robots do it. Yeah. Hopefully, and hopefully Hal doesn't decide that you don't deserve to eat it. Mm-hmm. Just burn it all. Them robots, man. Put your cochlear ear implant with your screenless podcasting, making your food, you, you, your toast. They're going to be listening to podcasts on Mars when they get there, all right? Yeah, they're going to they're gonna kill, kill us off as a race, but they're going to listen to Natchcast. They're going to keep us alive. Like, as a relic. Because this is the one thing that computers can't replicate. This banter. This banter. Because they can make GMO Boy, animals. Yes, they can. The FDA gives Aqua Bounty GE Salmon the green light. Anti-GMO activists call for consumer boycott by Elaine Watson. What up, Waddy? After food navigator. After an exhaustive and rigorous scientific review, in quotes, the US FDA has finally given Aqua Bounty technology. The, this is the same as the headline. Uh, the Aqua Advantage Atlantic Salmon, which includes a gene from the faster-growing Pacific Chinook Salmon. Uh, let's not forget about the poot. Pout. <laughs> Whatever. Remember that? Yeah, poot. <laughs> yeah, poot. Um, uh, it reaches maturity twice as quickly as standard salmon. It's not harmful to the environment or human health when contained in hatchery tanks in Panama and Canada. Well, yeah, it's grown on dry land. These... You see, there's a picture Fishies. of the tank right here. Look at how they're growing it. Yep. It's like a Looks big... like there's a nice catwalk. 
an industrial swimming pool with some fish swimming in it and nothing else. Like, is there uh, any- and they're making a big push on this being sustainable. So you assume like the waste is Poor uh, fish. Like being used for fertilizer or something. That's like a, that's like a, that's factory farming for fish. They're just in this tank. There's no, ve- there's no vegetation, is there? I don't know. Do fish give a shit though? Didn't you post a spiffly thing? Just one of your, it was like one of your last Instagram posts on spiffly. A Kurt Cobain quote. Oh, it's okay to eat fish because fish don't feel fear or something like that. That's from the lyric, actually. That's from. Uh... Well, I'm sure you're going to sing it for us. <laughs> it's okay. Oh boy, here we go again. Is it? Is it? What song is that? Oh. The one he goes, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Do, do fish give a shit? <laughs> I gotta look that how, up. How is that? <laughs> a repli- how is that a replication of a Nirvana melody? That's not. I'm back on Zeppelin. That sounded like fucking organ grinder music. <laughs> I gotta look that no, up. Do not. I think it's Houses of the Holy. Let's see if it's that. I think it's on there. All right. So do we not give a shit about this? Song remains the same. Rain song over the hills and far away. The crunge. The song remains oh. the same with all this GMO shit. Can we get back to this? No, dancing days are here again. Dire Maker. That's the song you were thinking of? The Uh, reggae-inflected one? Let's hear This is one of their best songs. Oh. All right, get this the fuck out of here. Close that computer before I close it on your finger. (laughs) All right, I just want to hear the... No. No. Damn it. All right, close that. All right. I got my notes on here. (laughs) enough, Enough copyright infringement. Oh, nothing happened. All right, so yeah, it's 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 deer maker. It's like it's like it's uh, slang for did you make her? Yeah. Oh, deer maker. It's like deer make. I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. Look Why am I looking at you? Why are you stepping But it's not in? dire maker. I think it's dire maker. No, it's not. It's their best song. It's got to be on physical graffiti. <laughs> All right, so don't forget the poot. That's part of the equation here. This is the first... Cutting every bit of Led Zeppelin out of this episode. No, this is the first um, GMO animal for commercial sale. But take it easy, everybody, because who have we... Uh, it's already banned. As some Whole activist Foods, groups. Trader Joe's, Target, Safeway, Kroger, Aldi. Even Aldi banned it? Jeez. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure about Kroger. The other ones I think are true. But that's a lot of uh, distribution there. A lot of shelves, our counters, without the fish. Where are you gonna get it? Where are you gonna get it? So, but I mean, these fish are like mutts. Maybe Costco. They're not like mutts. <laughs> it's a crossbreed. It's not a crossbreed. They can't breed. Well, I know, but I mean, they're it's reproductively like, sterile. Too. No, I know, but it's like a mutt. You know, like it's not. It's don't like do two that. species of dog no. coming together. It's not. You're, it's you're two ma- species of ma- fish. It's all natural. No. It's, it's a I'm saying ge- it's the same principle. One specific gene extracted from the fast-growing salmon stuck in this other one that I think can tolerate different waters. And then the poot. I don't remember why the poot comes in there. But, I mean, you could have done this without genetically modifying it. I don't like, think they can crossbreed. I don't think so. You don't know that. What, are you an expert on salmon fucking? Ow. Ow. Oh, yeah. Oh, here it is. Aqua Advantage is a trade name for genetically modified <coughs> Atlantic salmon developed by Aqua Bounty, a growth hormone regulating gene from a Pacific genetic salmon, and a promoter from an ocean poot. Pout. Poot. Were added to the Atlantic's 40,000 genes. It can grow year round instead of only summer and spring. And I think it grows twice as fast. Whew. If you put it in this tank, 
Apparently, they're putting barriers around it so it'll never get out. Everybody's worried about containment. It will escape and then... What, fish will escape? Ooh. Yeah. Sterile fish? And then infect the gene pool of all salmon, which are already vulnerable. Yeah. And that we'll lose the real Atlantic salmon and we'll have the jacked up pooted salmon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if they're keeping them in tanks on land, it seems like it would require some sort of malicious... Little eggs and the wastewater out of the tanks. Eggs, they're sterile. And maybe the eggs are sterile once they produce them. I thought the fish were sterile, so that would imply they don't even produce eggs, right? Good point. But then this barrier is there to keep the fish in and their eggs. There must be eggs somehow. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. (laughs) We're out of our depth here. (laughs) I think we've gone on too long. We're tired. Oh, look at this quote from... So they've really been pushing this for decades. And everybody's... Some people are excited. Like, oh, we got a whole new technology. We can make a lot of stuff like this. Animals, though. People are freaked out about GMO animals. I'd rather just see some lab-grown salmon. Lab-grown honey-smoked salmon. That's what I want. Get yourself a uh, deck. Send it to IndieBio. They'll give you 250 grand that's all I need, huh? If I had a 3D printer that could print honey-smoked salmon, I'd probably never go to the grocery store again. I'd be so rich in omega That's a strong taste trees. to have every single meal, though. Says you. Says so most pallets. You know, you gotta take, they, they've got air showers at this thing. At the, uh, back at the, what was the Japanese vegetable factory called? Spread. 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 They you didn't got, like, they didn't like. spread them in the air shower? No, you didn't. Oh, yeah, Maybe. But they Probably, didn't, if they're that concerned. As the robots are coming on and replacing the humans, the, for now, the humans have to go in there. The, the wet shower was too harsh. They got an air shower for them. What is that even? What were, oh, were they having to take, in, they were probably having to take so many of these showers every day, their, their skin was starting to look oh, like my nose. Like your nose. Something about, I don't know, I guess you can get sterilized in an air shower. Oh, it was probably like a dry room at the, the, the Maybe they just sandblast you. Just rip off the top dermis. Ooh, it's exfoliation. It's good for you. All right. I don't. I think that's it, man. Well, now I can tell you that I'm thankful we're done. Because <laughs> this was Woo! a slog. You with your fucking Led Zeppelin. All right. Nonsense. Hold on. Let me no, figure. no. I don't I, know why I brought it up. I want to know the name of that song. No, you don't even know what song it is. That's I can, all I can I help know. you, but like your rep, your. Oh, they're on Spotify. Hold on. No, this I can is play them all real quick. No, we're not going to cycle through Led Zeppelin. It's going to be, I'm almost there. Nope, guess what? Guess, guess what's there. fading out right now? I'm almost this there. This podcast fading out. I'm almost out. there. Oh, look, there it is. Oh, it's which fading album? out which now. Album? Oh. Which Pressure pushing down on me, pressing down on you. No man asks more. Under pressure, burns a building down, splits a family in two, puts people on the streets. The Tower of Knowing What this world is about Watching some good friends scream Let me out And tomorrow 